The Southern Middle Tennessee Prep Sports Today podcast is brought to you in part by Columbia Academy, Jones and Lang Sporting Goods, Andy Wilhoyt with United Country Realty, the law office of David A. Bates, Custom Stone Handlers, Covenant Technology, Patio West, Coastal and Comfort Eats, and Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint has been the official sports medicine provider for Murray County Schools for more than 40 years. Specializing in orthopedic injuries, their OrthoQuick walk-in service lets you bypass the ER. Visit them online at mtbj.net. Tennessee Sports Today with TSWA Hall of Famer Maurice Patton. Here's Chris Yow. Good Monday morning and welcome back to me. <laughs> it's nice to be here in the studio. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us here on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Day presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone and Joint. I am Chris Yow. Joined by Mo Patton and J.P. Plant, and it's nice to be... Actually, actually, this is Mo Patton and J.P. Plant, joined by Chris Yao. Basically. <laughs> at, at this point, at, at least I'm here, though. So yeah. There's that. Yeah. Welcome it's nice back. to see your faces in uh, real time. Um, I'm a little surprised that um, J.P. didn't have the theme from Welcome Back, Cotter. <laughs> Welcome back, Cotter. That's good. Oh, man. Yep. It's, uh, it, tell you what, what's the weather out there like today, man? <laughs> <laughs> it's a beautiful day in the neighborhood, and I can actually see it, well, even though Chris is here. Um, we'll let you is, tell us. This is a little different. It's, um, I just didn't want to move stuff, because I probably would have, like, broken things. Well, let's not do that. I didn't want to do that, so. Sunny and 46 here in Columbia, according to my phone, and it. Feels like every bit of that as I walked in from the car. So that's what I was telling JP when I got here. You know, it, Alexa, what's the weather? She said currently sunny and thirty five degrees, and I'm like, ish. You can expect more of the same with a high of sixty seven, and I'm like, what do I wear? <laughs> yeah, thirty five to sixty seven. That's um... <laughs> that's like flying from New York to L A. <laughs> like, what do you wear? <laughs> I don't know. Layer. <laughs> so that's exactly what it did i even brought my my jacket there you go i think you can actually see my jacket back there i got you got jp's jacket and mine up look at us she can oh back in that corner appreciate you guys uh hanging out with us like i said if you are on a facebook live let us know you're here let us know that you are watching because always enjoy your comments and uh, expertise from the Facebook world. Because when you're on Facebook, you're never wrong. Right? Everybody's right on Facebook. I've heard that. It <laughs> doesn't matter what you say. If you're on Facebook, it's you're right. Oh, Guys, I have a quick question before we get into the show, because i got a lot, a ton to talk about today. And but, but last night I went ahead and watched... Because I figured you guys had probably seen it. I don't know if I don't know if Mo spent Saturday night instead of he instead of being at Summertown. I don't know if he spent his Saturday night watching Coming to America or not. But I spent Sunday night watching Coming to America. JP, have you seen it yet? I have not. I was thinking about it yesterday. I was like, "Yep, I knew there was something I was forgetting this weekend, and oh. that was it." So, uh, yeah, I'm uh, gives me something to look forward to this week. Well, I I, I watched it last night and. 
the let's just say that there are some things that are just you can tell that it's fantasy because um the McDowell's <laughs> McFlurby machine actually works. <laughs> so, <laughs> there you go. I was like, can we get one of these McDowell places? So clear, clearly this is works. not real. Yeah. The ice cream machine works at McDowell's. I don't want to. <laughs> I did not watch it. I have not watched it yet. I, I will. But um, I did see on the MTSU friends and family Facebook. That there is there a is a MTSU reference. reference. Yeah, St. John's plays Middle Tennessee State at Madison Square Garden, apparently, which is with a seven foot five center. MTSU has a yeah. seven foot five center. They sure do. Wow, that's interesting. How bad did they get beat, though? I, I, we don't know. We oh. we we don't see that at any point. So that's unfortunate. It huh. was it, it was seven five, huh? Yeah. It was funny though because they were like, St. John's versus Middle Tennessee State, and I was like, "What? Well, huh?" <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, there is a there is an MTSU cameo, I guess. We'll have to ask Chip about that in the second hour. It's certainly not. Let's just put it this way: go into it expecting it to be what it is. Sequels are tough. They even talk about that in the movie. <laughs> they talk about American cinema and how uh, <laughs> how we get sequels to old movies nobody asked for. <laughs> but it was funny. Uh, obviously, it's funny. I mean, it's kind of hard not to be it's, funny. It would be tough not to be, yeah. Uh, and <clears throat> if we can get Wesley Snipes to play villains all the time, I'd be here for that. He does a pretty good villain. Big fan of Wesley Snipes as a villain. <laughs> He's fantastic. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. Coming would, to would, America, would, would you say he was a villain in, in White Man Can't Jump? I I think if I'm Billy, I think he's a villain. <laughs> well, I, yes. I mean, he's not the guy you root for, for some reason. Because, you know, he has... He has some dislikable tendencies. Uh, yeah, he's a manipulator. So he kind of drags Billy off into, you know, poor Billy. <laughs> so stupid. He yeah, he was an idiot. That's yeah. one thing Woody Harrelson can play is an idiot. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. City slickers. I'm just saying, you know, good stuff. But uh, you guys need to watch it this week. Come back and tell me what you think. All right. I figured you guys had watched it, and I was like, "Crap! I need to watch this so we can talk about it tomorrow." <laughs> well, you, that may you, be a, that may be a good top five is top five sequels. Mm, not for tomorrow, but although we do need one for tomorrow, I'm just saying. Yeah, top five sequels could be a a, a potential top five subject. I'm just saying. Let's just think about that. Sure, you know, chew on it, spit yeah. it out later. All right, quick rundown of the show. Later this hour, we will, of course, talk about the big news of the weekend. Uh, Columbia Central head women's basketball coach Joshua Bug was relieved of his duties. Um, Apparently, there was a 
blind draw by the TWSAA for the state tournament, as they typically would do. Very blind. (laughs) Except, yeah, nobody knew it was happening. Uh, Just kind of showed up on the website one day. (laughs) Um. So, yeah, we'll talk about those couple of things. We've got uh, JP got a chance to go down to Summertown. Joe Burns on Saturday. Uh, Loretto in Houston County played. Big win over there for the Lady Mustangs. And we'll talk about tonight's sectional matchup between Richland and Loretto down at Richland. Uh, If you don't already have a ticket, too bad you're not getting one. Nope. (laughs) Those are sold out. Um, also in the second hour, as we always do each Monday, we'll talk to Chip Walters about MTSU athletics. Coming to America. Coming to America (laughs) and more. Um, also, (laughs) you're definitely going to want to stick around for this if you are a high school football fan or an SEC football fan or anybody who just has an interest in... (laughs) Captain Chaos. <laughs> yeah. There is apparently a recording of former Valdosta high school head coach. Former. Former? Co- I believe he's former at this point. I know he was. I don't know. When we talked about him a couple of weeks ago, I think he was current. But, yeah, um, but there was an. As, as I, don't know that, I don't know that he's been fired. You may be right. He I may, think he's current. Current Valdosta foot, high school football head coach, former Colquitt County, Georgia uh, head football coach, and, of course, former TV star at Hoover High School, Rush Probst. There's a video of him basically laying out exactly how and who <laughs> takes care of the heralded athletes at the University of Georgia. So that should be fun. We'll talk about that. We'll we'll let you hear that recording. And then probably get into some UT Florida hoops. May talk about the Preds winning in a shootout last night, despite uh, having about half shots on goal. We certainly don't get to talk about a whole lot of Preds victories, so we probably Especially over should. Dallas. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Never get to beat Dallas, so kind of important. But, yeah, we'll get to all of that in – the second hour so there you have it please stick around brad slaughter's watching good morning brad slaughter of provincial security fame among other things oh man well i guess it's time to go ahead and give you the weekend and monday rundown what do you say is the rundown Big weekend on the hardwood. Um, Friday night in um, Region 4 AAA Boys Final, Siegel defeated Blackman 45-36. On Saturday in girls sectional action, Class A Clark Range defeated Fayetteville 72-37. In Class AAA Bradley Central defeated Oakland 36-31. And Blackman defeated Stone Memorial 52-45. Staying in Class AAA sectionals, page 63, Northwest Clarksville 53. Back down to Class A action. It was Clay County, a 60-53 winner over Huntland. Loretto, a 60-32 winner over Houston County. And Summertown, 85, Joe Burns, 62. In local junior college basketball action, 
On Saturday, the Columbia State men defeated Southwest Tennessee over at Memphis 69-64. It was the Lady Salukis 82, Columbia State 57. Junior college baseball on Saturday, Dyersburg State swept the Chargers, winning 4-3 in Game 1, 16-4 in five innings in Game 2. In JUCO softball action, Columbia State on Saturday was a 10-6 winner over Dyersburg State in the Game 1 and then fell in Game 2, 14-8 in eight innings. So six-run eight. Six-run eighth inning for Dyersburg State. And on Sunday in JUCO softball, we think we figured this out, Lake Land of Illinois Swept the Lady Chargers 15-2 and 15-6. In tonight's boys basketball state sectional action, in AAA, Blackman travels to Cleveland and Siegel hosts Warren County. Also, Franklin goes to Clarksville. In Class A, Pickett County travels to Moore County and Richland will host Loretto. And as Chris said, if you don't have a ticket, you're not getting one. There you have it. That is your Monday Rundown on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports. When we return, we'll talk about Joshua Bug and his departure from Columbia Central, as well as what happened with the TWSAA blind draw. It's a whole odd situation, and we'll give you our thoughts on the other side of this break, so stick around and stay tuned on Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Hey, folks. While we take a quick break from the show, I want to tell you about our friends over at Custom Stone Handlers in downtown Columbia. Ned Rich and his team at Custom Stone Handlers believe in leadership. And outside of the military, our greatest leader-building platform is sports. Custom Stone Handlers proudly encourages young people to get in the game. You can contact them today at 931-490-4990 or visit customstonehandlers.com. If you've listened to this show, you know Chris and I are always down for a good meal. Recently, we learned about Patio West in Spring Hill and what a pleasure it has been. Their menu is full of seafood, burgers, and more, giving every member of your family something to enjoy. Be sure to go by Patio West Coastal and Comfort Eats located at 3011 Longford Drive in Spring Hill or visit patiowest.com and tell them the guys at Southern Middle Tennessee Sports sent you. Talking high school sports, here's Mo and Chris. Welcome back into Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Appreciate you guys hanging out with us here. If you're on Facebook Live, welcome in. Thank you, guys. Let us know what you're thinking. If you want to get in on the show, just comment there. We'll be happy to interact with you, of course. Find us on Twitter, sm underscore tn sports on Twitter. And, of course, there's the website, sm-tnsports.com, where you can find all the latest news in southern middle Tennessee sports. Uh you can find actual news and actual stories and all kinds of actual reporting. News. Right there on a website. News. like For as, free. As it happens. For free. For free. Free. Free, free, free. F-R-E-E. Free, free, free. Free, 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 free. That's it. It's all free. SM-TNSports.com. 
Speaking of news, one of the big things that came out, and and I texted this to you, uh, speaking of taking it out with the trash, mm. a little West Wing, West Wing reference there. Mm-hmm. Um, little little Friday afternoon news dump. That's exactly what it was. Yeah. yeah. Um, I'm sure that's just the way it happened. I mean, typically... When you let someone go, that's that's the time that it happens. Well, I mean, and I guess there never is a really good time. No. I mean, whether it be Friday afternoon, whether it be Monday morning when you're coming back from furlough or whatever else it <laughs> might be, you know, there's, there's not a good time. Absolutely not. And for Columbia Central girls basketball coach Joshua Bug, I assume – he doesn't believe there would have been a good time either, and certainly not after the season that he had. Sure, yeah. Um, I think that's what was the most surprising about this fourth-year Columbia Central girls basketball coach, Joshua Bug, who just led the Lady Lions to their first region tournament appearance in six years. Um, got the word Friday afternoon that he had been relieved of his duties. Um. At the time that this article was being written and posted to our website at sm-tnsports.com, Columbia Principal Roger White was not available for comment. Um, Co-Athletics Director Ray Wilson said, quote, the only thing I know is that he was relieved because of professionalism, which probably should say lack of professionalism. Um, I don't think you get fired. Yeah, I don't think you get fired for being too professional, but um, maybe, <laughs> depending on where you are. Anyway, um, did speak briefly with. Can, can I? Can I? Can I get into this though? Mm-hmm. Central Co-Athletics Director Ray Wilson. Mm-hmm. The only thing he knows. That's all he knows. That's all he knows. He's the Co-Athletics Director. Now, I look. <laughs> You'd be mad at me if you want to for bringing it up, but that's ridiculous. If you, why do you have an athletics director if well, he's not going to be in the meeting? Well, you got two. But. Okay, <laughs> you would think that maybe there's some communication around here. There's not. Anyway, that's that's a problem. <laughs> that's a problem that needs addressing. Uh, that's anyway. Continue. That's, that's among a list. I no doubt. I'm just. I'm just speaking my truth. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I'm not disagreeing with you. Um, Roger was, um, what's the word I'm looking for? Didn't want, did not want to say much more for print than what has already been said, but certainly, you know, um, confirmed that a lack of professionalism was a mitigating factor in the move. Um, and and I won't get into much more of what Roger said because he said he didn't want it printed. And when he said printed, I feel pretty sure he meant for public dissemination period. So I'm, I'm going to honor that at our 35-year friendship, 45, 35, yeah, um, and and not, not get into that. But um, fact of the matter, again, um, Joshua Bug, 18 and 12 this past year. They had two win streaks of 
five-plus games. I think they won five in a row at one time and six in a row at another time. They had never won more than six games in Bugs' previous three years. Um, So, I mean, you can't argue with the improvement that has been made in that program, certainly headed in the right direction as they get ready to go into their new – District 12-4A with Independence, Nolansville, Ravenwood, and Summit losing only senior Janice Bailey. You, you'd like to think that they were going to continue to head in that direction, and they may still. It'll just be with a new coach. So, In a new district. And yeah. So That's going to be wild. It's, it's an interesting turn of events. I don't think very many folks – certainly outside the building, expected this. I'm not sure if it was expected inside. Uh, I, I don't really know um, because it's, it's just not been talked about a whole lot. You know, they, they went over to Blackman on Monday, a week ago today, and, and lost in the opening round of the region tournament. Again, first time in six years that they've been to the region. And, um, yeah. You you hate to see when a program is moving in the direction that they're moving in, something like this take place. But obviously, the people that make those decisions felt like that was a change that needed to be made. So, here we are. And, you know, this is a team that it's going to be much like that Mount Pleasant football situation is whoever comes in is going to look really good pretty early i i think so i think so um you know for different reasons because that mount pleasant team really struggled this past year but they struggled with a lot of young players and and they had a lot of you know covid related issues and that kind of thing that played into their struggles along with that youth that youth is going to have a year's experience under him and kid hartsfield is going to to benefit from that um I think Mount Juliet wound up making a great hire. I'm I'm sorry. I think Mount, Mount Pleasant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Trey Perry would be interested <laughs> to know that. Uh, I think Mount Pleasant made a great hire, um, and it remains to be seen. Obviously, what what will happen at Columbia Central? Um, we'll say this, and and this is an inarguable fact. This is a better job as Columbia Central looks for a coach this time than it was the last time they looked for a coach when they wound up hiring Joshua Bug back in May of 2017. Leave it better than you found it, no matter how you leave it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he's done that. so You can't argue with that. So that will certainly bear watching, and it'll – I don't know what kind of timetable they're on or anything like that, but – So there will be two new head coaches in that district next year. As independent, at least, I can't imagine Ravenwood or Summit will be looking for coaches. No one's. I don't know, but I can't imagine Ravenwood and Summit are going to be looking for new coaches. Well, I will say this now: the coach at Nolansville, Chris Ladd, his daughter does graduate this year. Mm. So, just, well, just just putting that out there. You never know. Then that's that. That's always the the X factor, right? Kids? Yeah. Yeah. So that. <laughs> as long as you're throwing that out there yeah you're right uh 
But yes, Independence will be looking for a coach, or is looking for is a coach. Is looking for a coach. And, and, and as is Columbia Central, so that'll be interesting. Moving to a different topic, kind mm-hmm. of. Mm-hmm. Uh, the TWSAA in forever, as far as I know, has done a blind draw for state tournament matchups. Now, I assume this is a blind draw of one West team, one East team. What, is it, that correct? what it is, is um, they have brought the once, – once the tournament field, once the state quarterfinal field has been decided, the eight coaches or eight officials from those teams have come to a central location. For the past few years, it has taken place on – for the girls, it's taking place on Tuesday afternoon. Let me get this right. Is it Tuesday? Yeah, I think so. The um, day before I'm, the tournament. Is that right? I can't. It can't be. It's too. It's got to be too early, right? Yeah, 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 you're, yeah. Probably you're right. Sunday. No, on Sunday. Yes, it's on Sunday. Day the after. guys. The guys takes place on Tuesday, Tuesday. before the girls tournament. The uh, the girls takes place on Sunday after their Saturday night sectionals. I've not been because I've not had a girls team go to the state tournament in quite some time. So, but yes, now the, we got two. Yeah, right. Team. So, but um. That, and then you didn't get to go. I still didn't get to go. Yeah. So um, that, they drew on what Thursday, Wednesday, Thursday, something like that. I think they drew on. It was either Thursday or Friday. Um, anyway, and and apparently, rather than bringing those coaches together in in a close environment, in light of the ongoing pandemic, the choice was made to just do it at the state office with whoever was there i guess so it looks odd and they did it before the sectional games so regardless of who won that the sectional winners were paired basically and what has what has taken place in the past is each team has assigned a number one through eight they've got a little bingo ball hopper or whatever you go up you you pull a ball out and the ball that corresponds to your team goes into the bracket and then they make sure that teams from the same region are separated so that they can't meet before the championship game. So I'm sure that all of those parameters were met in this draw. It just didn't take place publicly. And How sure are you? Because there's some people who aren't so sure. I'm just asking. How... I know, and you know, I don't, and JP knows. I don't know what reason the state office would have to play with the state tournament matchups. Well, I believe that Bernard Childress is a man of great character, and I can't imagine that he would be involved in some sort of ridiculous you know setup of some team I, I i just don't i don't know who at the state office would benefit from 
something like that. I don't know what the rationale, I don't know what the motivation would be. I know it's easy for everybody to make the TWSAA everybody's whipping boy. I certainly don't want to sit here and be an apologist for them. I'm just trying to be logical about it. Who benefits from that? I agree. Here's what I would say. There are plenty of ways to deal with this without the backlash. Sure. You could have you could have done some kind of a Facebook live or something like that. That's all you had to do was video it. That's it. It would But if 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 you're not thinking about that, if you're not thinking about wow, what is somebody gonna think about this when they see this bracket? I mean where's that even come from? Uh Look, I'm not arguing with you. Well, I, I, I'm just saying there are people out well, there who I, are always going to be skeptical of a governing body. And I agree that I don't and, think there's any and And here's my thing. Benefit. For those people that are always going to be skeptical of a governing body, they'd have been skeptical if it had been live streamed too. <laughs> Some of them may. So uh, I still think that you got to think about that, though. You got to think about that. I mean, did we use Google number generator? Did we use bingo balls? Did we use? It would be interesting to know what the process was. I would love to know the process. We, Uh, we, We may try to see if we can find out what the process was. That would be interesting, I think. I think what's making the girls' process particularly interesting is that in AAA, we only know seven of the teams. For a tournament that starts on Wednesday. Yeah. And you know, that's, mm, let's, uh, (laughs) I will use a, uh, we'll go way back in the time machine to 1974 because my, the, the state championship football team that my dad was a part of at Homewood, every team that they played in the playoffs had an excuse. And the first excuse was Hueytown didn't know who they were going to play because there was a court injunction, much like this over who was going to be in the playoffs, whether it was Homewood or not. And so they didn't find out until like Wednesday or Thursday of the, that they were playing, that they were playing Homewood on Friday. So yeah. Anyway, (laughs) this is a very similar situation. I mean, whoever ends up playing that Collierville Arlington, whoever advances from that, (laughs) which is black, uh, Blackman. I would be upset if I'm Blackman. No, I, I would have a problem with that. You got to play somebody. <laughs> but seen, everybody I, I, else knows. Everybody I've, else knows. I've seen, Bla- I've seen Blackman. I don't think they got much to be worried about regardless of which one of them it is. I don't know. I mean, we. I don't know anything about Collierville or Arlington. Couldn't tell you. The only thing I know about Arlington is that they had to have a court injunction to play this game on tomorrow. You're right. And that's unfortunate for Blackman. Whether they're whether they are full of all Americans or not, it's still it is an unfair disadvantage. It's, it's unfortunate. What do you want to do about it? There's nothing you can do about it. Okay. <laughs> I'm just saying that it's unfortunate for Blackman, and it, I would be it, upset. It. But I get it. I mean, it, one you can't overrule courts, even if you are the TWSAA. Apparently, 
they ought to just play the game anyway. As as I said on Friday, mm-hmm. there was no reason to eliminate Arlington from the playoffs. So that's just my opinion. But you know, and and know. hope you know, hopefully, hopefully, karma shows up. Carrieville wins this ball game, and we all move on. Otherwise, we got an issue. Yeah, we got a real issue. Because are you going to let Arlington, after you've already said no, Arlington, you're done? What If, if Arlington beats Collierville, and then what? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that becomes the issue. Anyway, that should be uh, – <laughs> And that 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 Collier, apparently that Collierville Arlington game is being played tomorrow in Arlington. Is that correct? Uh, that I don't know. I'm curious if it's going to be on NFHS or something like that because I would love to watch it. <laughs> I bet the Blackman coaching staff will be watching it uh, somehow, which, which is well, one which is going. an advantage. Yeah, that that's true. That 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 will help but they have less than 24 hours to game plan for whatever they see. Matter of fact, they might have less than 18 hours. No, they play the – that is the 7 o'clock game on Thursday. So they'll have two days, basically. On Thursday? On Thursday. Okay, well, then they're fine. Yeah. <laughs> you got yeah. a day. You're good. Yeah. Okay. I'm okay with that. We're good. All right. I'm not mad about it anymore. Chris is good. You're welcome. Yeah, I'm not even worried about it. <laughs> Some teams that will play on Wednesday mm-hmm. are Summertown and Loretto. Yep. Loretto will play the 1130 game on Wednesday against Cloudland. And Summertown will play the 4 o'clock game against Clark Ranch. That's right. We'll tell you exactly how they got there on the other side of a break. This is Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Stay tuned. When we're out covering sports in and around Murray County, communication between Maurice and I is absolutely vital to our success. When your business needs top-notch communication and local service, Covenant Technology is there and they are dedicated to helping your business succeed by ensuring open lines of communication to your clients and customers. Contact them today at 615-846-9898 or visit covenanttechnology.net. Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint treats your orthopedic injuries and existing conditions. Their trained physicians will get you back in the game faster. Contact them today at 931-381-2663 or visit (laughs) mtbj.net. Covering the teams you care about, it's Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Once again, with Mo, here's Chris. Welcome back in to Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today, presented by Mid-Tennessee Bone & Joint. Chris Yamo, Pat, and J.P. Plant with you here on this Monday morning. It is a beautiful day outside here in Columbia as we look out the window of the Front Porch Sports Studio on West 7th. Dan Janes asked... What's the over-under for completion of West 7th? <laughs> to which you responded May 15th, I said was it? May 15th. And he said of 2021? <laughs> yeah. I'm, I'm, I, I think I'm, tr- I'm trying to be optimistic. I mean, they said they said fall of 20, right? Yeah, we're 
We're a little past that. We're a little past that. So I'm trying. I'm trying to give them the benefit of the doubt, though. So I mean, we are seeing some some progress. We'll put it that way. Yeah. There's progress being made in certain areas, but, but there's still much to be made. But there, I, are I, I guess, and I guess the question is, what's the definition of complete? I guess when there's no more work going on, I guess it's complete. Yeah, when it's turned over to the city, yeah, so. that would be the completion date. Now, I will say, it will be before the next Mule Day parade. That's when it will be. It will be before the next Mule Day parade. That is that is its completion date. I guess now we got to define Mule Day Parade. Well, there are they're working on that. They're working on Mule Day. Uh, the Bridal and Saddle Club are working on that. So B R I D L E, by the way, Bridal. Are the I thought the Bridal and Saddle were out, and it was. Oh, they're they're working. community leaders. Are they back in helping? No, no, no. They're working. He's talking about twenty two. Oh, 22. The, gotcha. The Bridal and Saddle Club is attempting to, you know, keep their copyright on the name Mule Day. What yeah. do you mean attempting to keep their copyright? How does that well, work? Well, I don't know that it is a copyright. I don't know that they've ever trademarked it or copyrighted it. But the intellectual property certainly belongs to them, I would say, after years of... Well, I can tell them one thing. If they need an IP lawyer, I know somebody. <laughs> I, I definitely know somebody. Get at me, y'all. I'm just saying it's a. It's been an interesting situation. I'm just. I, I think before the next Mule Day Parade, it'll be finished. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> You'd like to think. <laughs> My dad said, in his opinion, Banks had the best excuse. Jeff Rutledge was injured. It's <laughs> a pretty good excuse. I think. I think homewood won that game 10 to 7 i don't know that they win 10 to 7 if jeff rutley just played quarterback for the other team okay all right (laughs) oh man that would be like if uh if kaylee uh carly weathers was injured for loretto don't say that that would be that would be the 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 equivalent there so who had she had 27 on saturday night (laughs) in a beatdown at Houston County, and it was never close. I, I turned on, I, I turned on the the YouTube. Like it took me a while to find it because I didn't know if Houston County w- was on YouTube. I didn't know if there was a broadcast. I finally found a broadcast on YouTube. I'm pretty sure it was the Loretto broadcast. Um, but it was it was pretty well in hand by the time that I got there about midway through the second quarter. That's when it started to get in hand <laughs> because um, Loretta led 13-12 at the end of the first quarter. They went on a 23-7 second quarter run. Yep. So That'll do it. That that will do it. Yeah. Big um, night for, for, for the Lady Mustangs and Ashley Rutledge's group. <clears throat> Absolutely. Um, Carly Weathers, 27 points, two threes. Um, Madeline Tidwell with another 11 points in that win as they return to Murfreesboro. <laughs> um, speaking of Murfreesboro, it's uh, they're going to play at 11:30 on Wednesday, and that's going to be. We don't know yet, or do we know if uh, if we will be? We don't know yet. We may be doing the show from Murfreesboro from from. Murphy Center, yeah, on Wednesday. That's a that's a cross your fingers and 
hope situation. That would be the best case scenario, I would think, if we were able to do that. So we'll see. I think they – I'm going to go out on a limb here mm-hmm. and say that Loretto got the better end of the deal finishing second in that region. As you look at this state tournament bracket, I can see where you would come to that conclusion because they catch a Cloudland team that comes in at 21-6 and six coming out of um, upper northeast Tennessee. Don't know a lot about them, um, but we do know that Clark Range, which will be Summertown's opponent following their 85-62 win Saturday night over Joe Burns. Clark Range comes in at 27-5, and um, defeated Fayetteville 72-37 in the sectionals on Saturday and um, is traditionally one of the better Class A teams in the state. Uh, Cloudland... Let's just say that they've they've lost some games, um, but they've played a tough schedule. So they lost uh, to Sullivan East, who is really good. Double uh, A, I believe. Uh, They're at least double A, maybe triple A, and. They lost to um, North Green three times, but did beat them once. Beat them at home 43-37, but they lost all three road games to North Green in the championship, the district championship and the region championship. North Green will be in Murfreesboro as well. Right. So we don't know a whole lot about this team because i mean you know north green and they're they and cloudland are, may not be any they may just beat up on each other we don't know <laughs> it happens but um and and we're not real real familiar with this clark range team either other than like i said traditional tradi- traditionally they are awfully good they're certainly well coached um their coach Lamar Rogers a couple of years ago <laughs> went over the twelve hundred career victory mark, and he's still marching on. So, I, I wonder do their uh, do does Cloudland's uh, girls do they wear kilts <laughs> as the Highlanders or they they wear shorts? I, I guess we'll see at eleven thirty. Find out eleven thirty on Wednesday. Yeah. Um, JP got to go down to Summertown and watch them play Joe Burns. I was a little surprised by the the final score. It seemed seemed to get out of hand there, JP. You know, uh, Summertown uh, they uh, they looked awfully good, and and using that home crowd um, was uh, was of course a, a classic venue and a classic uh, showing for that uh, Summertown faithful. But um, they came out uh, very disciplined. And when they shoot the three the way that they did uh, Saturday night, uh, they're going to be tough to beat. And, of course, with uh, with Burdett uh, down low against most Class A opponents, she's going to have the advantage. 
um, not only with the size, but with the skill set to follow and uh, a very good passer. And um, they're so versatile. And one thing that uh, talking with uh, Coach Katie Embry after the game and, and a couple of the seniors is this group, they played so many games together throughout the years, many of them since eighth grade. And they know each other so well, and they share the ball, and 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 that camaraderie on the floor, that secondhand nature, is I think what makes this team very special. I tell you what, the you mentioned um, Katie Burdett, and they get the ball to her so well, mm-hmm. and it, it's it's uncanny. I mean, she, she when she posts up down there, and and she's sealed down there, and and they get her the ball, and you know she. As I was listening to um, to Carolyn Peck over the weekend on the SEC women's broadcast, you know she does the work before she gets the ball. Yeah. I mean, that's mm-hmm. a post player, and so that that makes it a lot easier. And and once she's got it, she either she either scores or gets fouled. And as I've said before, I, I think closer is better. But when when Summertown's knocking down eleven threes and they've got her down mm-hmm. in the low post, that's that makes things really tough. And they they don't miss free throws either. Um, they they're solid. They're um, they're going to be a tough out. Now uh, you talk about the Loretta draw, obviously, and I know you're going to get into it a little bit, but uh, they're going to have a tough draw. But I, you know, I still wouldn't necessarily bet against Summertown. Oh no, I'm not betting against them. Certainly not. This team knows how to win. Like mm-hmm. I talked, well, like we said, said with Katie Embry last week. I know you were disappointed that um, that the Joe Burns broadcast crude wasn't carrying this game saturday night i was a little disappointed <laughs> uh they probably were i don't know if they were there or not they probably were but uh it was uh, yeah i mean i did get the scoop <laughs> when i was down there uh, all of the scoop and, and, and we got to talk about this real quick because okay. uh this is important if you ever get a chance to go to a joe burns football <laughs> or basketball game go if you ever get a chance to go is it cedar hill mm-hmm Go to Cedar Hill. The concession stand, JP. Mm-hmm. Hot dogs, hamburgers, of course, right? Yep. No. Not at Joe Burns. They don't do anything halfway there. Okay. One, there's nowhere else to eat in town. Okay. Two, you got to go to Springfield to eat. Two, steak. Yeah. Pork loin. Mm. They got it all. The whole spread. Whatever you want. Is the absolutely the greatest concession stand in the history of high school sports chris is convinced that people go to the <laughs> basketball game for dinner and then just oh there's, watch. A, there's well, also oh, a game too yeah they set up the, the lunchroom table in uh-huh. the lobby so that you can sit down and eat your dinner that's uh-huh. i mean it, it's in a like a plate yeah it's insane coolest thing i've ever seen i didn't get a chance to eat it because the line was about 30 people long at all times. And I can't. Obviously, I was watching a ball yeah. game. <laughs> so Pay attention. It was unfortunate for me that I didn't get a chance to eat. But, yeah. So, go to Joe Burns. You ever get a chance. Football and basketball. They have steak and pork loin and the whole. I wonder how hours. early they open prior to the game. That's a good question. I don't know. I could smell it as I was walking up. I can tell you that. So, all right. On the other side of the break, we got Chip Walters coming up from Talk MTSU uh, Athletics. So, all that and more on the other side of the break. Southern Middle Tennessee Sports Today. Stay tuned. 